Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of this show. Today we're here with John McGee, owner of Web Consoles. Hello, John. How are you today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Okay, so um, Web Consoles is a digital marketing agency. Uh, we provide um, almost everything related to digital marketing, um, just so web design, development, SEO, um, paid marketing, uh, all all aspects of digital marketing, really. Um, how we got started is a little bit of a lengthy story. Um, I'll try to uh, cut it down as much as I can. So we, I actually went to school for engineering um, and my wife started doing SEO as a contractor um, back in 2011, I believe. And um, we, I was working as an engineer um, and my wife and I just had our first son. Uh, and I started moonlighting or, you know, working at night doing PPC. I just I really loved it. it. It involved a lot of numbers and I've just kind of always been that way. I'm really attracted to statistics, I guess. Um, and while I was doing that uh, at night, I found that I liked it more than my engineering job. But since we just had our first son, um, you know, stability was a concern, basically, since it was a contracting position. Uh, at the time, the owners were in their early 70s, and this kind of plays into the story as well. They, they actually started web consoles in 1999 um, as a hobby, basically. They were kind of semi-retired um, and started building websites and trying to get them to rank because they thought it was fun. Um, and then kind of fast forward a few years and the internet takes off and everything, and um, they are, you know, essentially just like in their early seventies and didn't really anticipate like running an agency or anything. Mm -hmm. um, so it really just worked out and we did an employee buyout of the company back in early 2015, I think is where it finally closed. Um, and so that's kind of how we got where we are now. Wow. I love that. It's very unique. Can you expand a little bit for those who may not know what PPC means? Yeah, so P PPC is a pay-per-click. It's, okay. it's essentially, I mean, it's PPC is a little bit of an outdated term, honestly, mm -hmm. um, because now it's pretty much everything revolves around conversions. So it's, it's really kind of pay per call or form or sale or whatever the client is doing. But the the gist of it is you, you pay money for an action, essentially. Um, what most people will be familiar with are either um, display ads or search ads. So if you Google anything, um, you know, say like plumber near me or something like that, the, typically the first, um, the first four ads will be paid ads or search mm -hmm. ads. Um, and the display ads are the banners that, that show up when you're reading, you know, a news article or something like that. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. You mentioned back in 2015, is that when it, your agency originally started? So the, the agency itself started in 1999, um, but we did the employee buyout in February of 2015. Um, it, it was a really long negotiation. That's why I kind of get confused sometimes. We basically spent all of 2014 um, ironing out the details. But uh, yeah, so we took it over in um, 20, 2015, February of 2015. Um, and just kind of a little sidebar, I know, you know, before 
we started recording, we were talking about the name web consoles. Um, that actually is due to the previous owners. Um, they, one of the previous owners lived in, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it, it was one of the kind of Scandinavian countries. And over there, console is a very um, frequently used word that basically means a guide through a foreign land. And oh, wow. uh, they kind of took that, they use the word a lot, basically, and they, they took it and made web consoles out of it. But um, the the name gets uh, gets butchered on a regular basis. We've, we've, uh, we've seen it pronounced several ways. So, But uh, just want to provide some context about the, the company name. Yeah, thank you for providing for providing context. Did you ever think at that point were you ever like hmm, I want I might want to change it or something that better suits it, or were you like already on board and comfortable with it? Well, I mean, so that's been that's kind of been an ongoing debate. Um, you know, we we haven't ever done it um, because since it's been around since 1999, you know, the domain is old. We have a lot of domain authority um, in certain industries. We you know, have, have a lot of credibility and, um, you know, so the, the name, the name has quite a bit of value attached to it. That's, that's really why we haven't moved forward with, um, changing the name, but yeah, you know, if, if I had to do it from scratch, yeah, I, I would prefer something that was more memorable. I think, especially with digital marketing, that's something that, um, could be very valuable. So web consoles is a little, um, you know, can get lost in the shuffle. I think so. Just because you know, at the time it was a uh, it was a unique name, but now there you know there are a lot of like web related companies now. Obviously, so it uh, it sounds similar to a lot of other companies. Um, but yeah, we just we never actually moved forward with any kind of name change or anything. Primarily, just given the value the name itself has. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, at least you were one of the first, <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things. So that's still good. Yeah. How yeah. do you get clients? Is it inbound, outbound, referrals, ads, social media? What's your process been like? Primarily referrals. Um, so we, you know, we do, we do quite a bit in the healthcare space, particularly behavioral healthcare, um, which is somewhat of a, I mean, it's, it's a unique industry, but it's, it's very kind of tight knit, I guess would be a good way to describe it. And, you know, we, we don't do a, a whole lot of outbound marketing or kind of push marketing really. But, um, you know, I would say like, honestly, the best way we get clients is, is through our work. Um, that can be both with digital marketing and both advocating for change within the behavioral healthcare space. So, um, since a large, a large percentage of our clients are in behavioral healthcare, um, and you know, we've, we've done this for years and stuff. So we, we kind of have a unique perspective in that we can see how individuals are seeking out like mental health or, you know, substance abuse or any of those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can, we have a lot of basically metrics on how they behave and, and things like that. Um. And we really, we go to a lot of conferences and essentially like advocate for positive change in the industry. And essentially like our role is just kind of like the marketing expert, you know, on podcasts or in presentations or or things like that. But um, there's still a lot of stigma associated with it. And, um, you know, we're just, we're trying to kind of move things in the right direction from kind of a, 
regulation and, and policy standpoint and um, mm-hmm. you know, frequently partner with a lot of people who are clients and not clients um, in the behavioral health care space. And that, uh, that, that really goes a long way, you know, kind of being passionate about the industry itself. Um, you know, obviously still have to do a good job with marketing and all that, but um, you know, really kind of taking the time and, and having the passion to move the industry forward um, is something that I think, people admire about our agency. Yeah, that's amazing that you just mentioned the, the importance of having a passion for what you're in. It's it's extremely important. You know, I I heard that you said that you advocate for positive change within your industry. Can you expand more on the positive change and how that just affects your clients? Yeah, so um I'll I'll try to abbreviate this a little bit, but you know, in Behavioral healthcare in in general um, it was probably four four or five years ago now. Google Ads actually banned the industry itself from being able to advertise um, or you know run PPC ads, and that was really a decision based on a number of factors, but primarily the behavioral healthcare space had had gotten, I mean, for lack of a better word, just really shady. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know it. it basically amounted to human trafficking at the time, like at its, at its worst. So um, the individuals that call are not in a, a great headspace at the time. Usually, you know, they're kind of at the end of the rope um, with, you know, whatever mental illness or addiction kind of they're um, suffering from and th- th- they could be easily taken advantage of essentially. And, and since the industry is a little bit, kind of under the radar or something or not something people really discuss with friends and um, or discuss openly sometimes mm-hmm. um, it, it can be easier to be manipulated. So mm-hmm. something that was going on a lot is people would call, you know, uh, numbers from PPC ads on Google and things like that. And it wouldn't actually be a treatment center. It mm-hmm. would just be like a person with a cell phone. And then once they got the call, they would verify their insurance and then they turn around and essentially broker these people to the highest bidder. And this process was going on. There was also something called flop houses. So they, these individuals come in, they go to wherever, you know, the, the highest bidding treatment center was. And then if they want to, they can continue to go through treatment. Mm. Um, and it essentially amounted to insurance fraud. But once they ended their program, they would do whatever was needed for them to like be approved from an insurance site to go back through the program. So it was just kind of this cycle um, that was going on. And Google, you know, stepped in and banned ads because that was that was primarily how they were doing this. Um, since they don't have an actual treatment center or an actual office or anything like that, they're very rarely if ever successful with seo um you know that revolves around transparency quite a bit and you know obviously they have none so um google stepping in helped curb that quite a bit um we were involved in that process uh we're you know we help people through legit script became um the certifying body so now you you go through legit script and you can advertise on google ads but they have to make sure you're a real treatment center and, you know, follow all these guidelines and stuff like that. Um, so we've advocated for change related to that um, primarily. I mean, most of it is um, related to deception or misinformation um, 
you know, like online, because I mean, really it's, there's, there's a pretty good amount that goes into it. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're responsible for connecting people that need help to those, you know, who can best provide um, the highest level of care, the most appropriate care for them. Um, and, you know, we just, we try to uh, advocate for things that, that make that more, um, more easily accessible and um, more possible. So I, that kind of sounds a little vague when I say it, but it's, it, they're always like really unique and, and odd um, situations that we advocate for. It, it'll be something weird. Um, you know, I know a couple of years ago, SAMHSA is the kind of government behavioral health directory. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, recently any search, the all of the above the fold kind of real estate basically was taken up by this banner. Mm. Um, which wasn't always, at least at the time, wasn't, um, you know, really the best fit, mm. I guess, um, just because it, it wasn't as specific as Google search was. Um, it was also a bit unnecessary. Google itself is kind of a list of the centers, you know, so you don't really need to go to another list, I guess, um, to find them. But, you know, we advocated for that being removed because the certifying process, um, these these companies pay you know, thousands of dollars and spend dozens of hours to get certified mm-hmm. primarily so they can run Google ads and Google ads value is that it's above the fold, you know, it's at the top. So um, taking all that away was unfair to the treatment centers, but also, um, you know, not, not as specific information to the user. Um, so it was kind of mm-hmm. bad for both sides. Um, and, you know, really our role in it was just to, um, you know, show our data, explain the situation. Um, but usually since we have somewhat of a unique perspective and that we can see both sides of the coin, sort of, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we usually, at least I think, you know, can provide, um, pretty valuable insight into it. And in that case, um, you know, we did, we did get things changed. doesn't always happen, but you know, sometimes, yeah. um, sometimes we're successful. So. Yeah. Thank you for being thorough with your answer. You know, I'm I'm sure that listeners listening to this will appreciate that. And I just would hope that you can expand a little bit more on just the way that you connect people to people who need help and just how that process has been maybe in the beginning compared to now. Okay. So um I guess I'll, I'll start at the beginning, which, um, for me was 2010, 2011, when I first started to kind of understand what, um, SEO back then it was really SEO and PPC. Those were kind of the, and it's still somewhat loosely, um, divided into that. I mean, I would say that the, the major change that has occurred, um, with SEO is that it's gotten way more intelligent um mm-hmm. just search engines it's 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 a lot more difficult um a similar thing with ppc you know i'll speak to google ads primarily um you know we do advertise on several platforms but google is, is typically um you know the largest chunk of the budget I'm, honestly i mean i would say that google has moved from a keyword based system to a conversion based system i think that's probably the best way to verbalize it like you know it had already gotten a little more challenging by 2011, 2012, um, mm-hmm. but it was still very easy compared to today. Uh, it was still a keyword based system with SEO, you know, 
write a lot of content about um, whatever subject you're going to show up for. Content is king. Um, just continuously pump it out, you know, try to increase traffic. Um, with PPC, it was, it, it was kind of like a, a wording game, essentially. So you would, with Google Ads, you have keywords and then you apply rules to those keywords that dictate how specific the search has to be or like how closely it has to match. It's like it has to be exactly or it can include close variations or um, things like that. And then you, you know, look in the raw search data and find things you don't want to show up for, or find what has the best cost per lead and move money and targeting around accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really evolved. Uh, both of them have evolved to get more intelligent. I, I would say that now it's instead of like PPC and SEO, it's kind of loosely divided into paid marketing and organic marketing. And mm-hmm. um, the way we approach marketing in general, we do almost entirely or what we refer to as pool marketing. Um, so if someone someone has to display intent, like in some fashion, they have to be on some level interested in what we offer. Um, you know, we, and even doing that, we will maximize SEO, um, search ads, you know, with PPC, just things where the user comes to us, basically. Um, we just, we do a small amount of push marketing, the email marketing or, you know, kind of audience based display, display ads with PPC. Um, and those are good, like in small doses, but, um, we, we see a lot more success with the industry that we serve, um, with full marketing. So, I mean, really these days, the, the best way to connect people, um, to the product or service they need essentially is, is being very, very granular with our content. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so the, the way we approach it now organic is, I mean, it's, it's a little more complicated than this, but essentially it's just answering questions. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you focus like primarily on just providing valuable information to users, um, everything else kind of falls into place to a degree. I mean, you still have to do all the tasks. You still have to, you know, um, write all the content, um, you know, design the website, build the backlinks. You still have to do all the tasks. But if you approach it kind of through the lens of, okay, how do we get people information that's going to help them? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's usually very successful. Um, paid marketing has, has completely become just a return on investment. Um you know, we, it depends a lot more on external platforms now, like call tracking or CRMs or, or whatever you use to bring in conversion actions that are valuable for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's become a lot more integral to um, a successful PPC account. So, you know, in short, we, we look at search volume and, and we look at really what people are looking for and, you know, try to, um, to provide as accurate of a description of the program or of the product or service as we can. Um, that's for multiple reasons, but I mean, over a long period of time, that's the best way we found to do it. Because essentially if, if you have, you know, like if you, if you're very precise basically, and you match it, you know, someone to exactly what they need, you end up over a period of time, just having a lot of happy customers, you know, mm-hmm. or happy people, um, you know, because it was exactly what they needed, they were successful. And then 
they kind of become advocates for you. Yeah. Um, you know, both with reviews and, and, you know, kind of social proof on the website and things like that moving forward. And um, that's, that helps the companies grow, you know, both digitally, but you know, also offline. Um, so yeah. that's really the way we approach it. I guess, uh, you know, precision is, is probably if I had to sum it up in one word. <laughs> Thank you for being thorough. You know, I love that you mentioned it's just about, you know, basically giving people the information that they may need and, you know, being very service-based and it's just, it's almost like just looking at how you can better serve them. That's what it sounds like. And that's so important, especially for any agency owner listening to this to just really be in tune with how they can serve their clients. What are you currently learning and working on right now to level up your agency? So right now, from a from an agency owner standpoint, it's um, we are primarily focused on turning um, turning things into processes, essentially, and and figuring out what we can automate, what we can build software for. Um, you know, it's SEO and digital marketing in general changes all the time. Um, you know, there's there's something new you can do every day, some new feature every day, um, and there's essentially just an endless amount of tasks or things you could do that would, um, you know, would help. Uh, but obviously, you kind of have to take time and effort into consideration with that. Um, you can't just endlessly work on you know the same website. Um, you know, and we we found that. You know, it, it differs by client and by industry, but a, a large percentage of what we do are very similar tasks. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say like 80% of just every single client, it's just best practice stuff. We know it works. You know, we've, we've done it for years um, and we can quickly implement that to, you know, try to get them, um, you know, into kind of that success range as quickly as possible. Um it's kind of a twofold reason we're moving towards um, establishing processes. I mean, one, it's it's more efficient, essentially. You know, kind of if you write it down, you have a process. Uh, you don't you don't miss things. Um, it, it makes communication within the agency easier. Um, it also has a benefit as far as hiring. Um, hiring has been a you know, has been a challenge, especially um, you know really since COVID. We we had an advantage, um, you know, before the pandemic and that people could work from home because, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're obviously a digital marketing agency and that was, that was one of the big um, perks. Obviously that's available basically everywhere now. Um, yeah. So we kind of lost that edge, but it's, um, you know, hiring has been tough in general because it's a, it, it's kind of a unique job in a way and mm-hmm. establishing things and creating processes and really, laying out how a certain task, um, you know, needs to be done mm. just in a very specific way, um, essentially enables us to just hire people that are hard workers that are intelligent and, um, you know, that we like, frankly. And, um, that, that really provides a good entry into SEO. And we found a lot of success. I mean, that's basically solved the hiring problem essentially mm. for us because, you know, it's, it's hard, um, this is a hard industry to get into, you know, and we've talked about that. I actually own the company with two other individuals and we talk about that frequently. Like we don't know how we would get into it now. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's changed so fast over the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. And, um, 
there's just so much has happened, you know, that it's, um, it just seems like you, you would miss a lot if you started now, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's not the case. People started before I did, but, um, <laughs> you know, just, just from where I said, it's, it's a lot of information for a new hire, you know, I mean, it's, it's essentially learning a new world. So establishing processes kind of lets them also get their bearings, um, you know, be productive and things like that. But typically if they start in, you know, let's just say they start with link building or something like that. Um, you know, everything works together these days, you know, social media, the website, um, backlinks, paid marketing, it all, it all kind of forms one like cohesive um, effort really. And usually our new hires, once they kind of get the hang of doing whatever tasks they're assigned with at first, they'll start to kind of connect the dots a mm-hmm. little bit. And that's how we found, um, you know, is the best way to, to really get, get people started. Um, it's just, we try it the other way and it's just, it's too much information all at once. You know, they're starting a new job and it's like, Hey, here's this you know really complex world you need to learn. But <laughs> um, so right now it's, it's moving everything. It's trying to be more efficient by creating processes, automating what we can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. You know, just with technology rapidly evolving and things changing every single day, like you mentioned, would you say that that's something that you and your team had to work on over the years and things like that? Just kind of navigating the changes through technology, social media? Yes, it, it is. Um, you know, we definitely, I mean, on some level, I mean, multiple times a day um, need to update <laughs> things. You know, if, if a site is built on, I don't know, you know, WordPress, for example, um, you know, plugins need updates every day. Like, like there, there's a lot that, um, you know, moves really fast. I would say, you know, another thing that we do to try to provide value to clients are, are knowing essentially like what not to update or, or, you know, what, um, I guess what, uh, bandwagon not to jump on because mm-hmm. there have been instances in the past where, you know, things will come along, they're new, they're, shiny you know and like it's like oh that looks great um you know but the return on investment might not be there or it might not be a great fit you know for this company in in this industry and that's really our job is to a b test that capture the data and then present it to the client in a way that's like hey you know this this platform over here was getting you leads at five dollars you know this one's ten dollars you need to stick with the five dollar platform you know and and just really guiding clients through um, you know, what, what will work for them and what won't, because it's, it's essentially just infinite, you know, the amount of things you can do, um, or new platforms that come out every day. (laughs) Yeah. The age of information, you know, what would you currently say you're most proud of right now during your journey Hmm. as an agency owner? Yeah. I mean, as an agency owner, I think, you know, I mean, really our, our work in the behavioral healthcare space and, and, you know, we're not exclusively that. I mean, we have clients from really pretty much any industry, I guess, at this point. But, um, you know, I mean, we, everyone that works here, and this isn't by design, but everyone that works here had some kind of personal experience. It might not be them. It might be a close family member or something like that. But um, behavioral health and, and mental health was something that was important to everybody that works here on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, and really our work with that 
um, is something that, you know, I'm proud of and we're proud of, and, but we're, we're also still working to try to further improve um, because this is, it's a little hard to kind of conceptualize this at times, but, you know, search or really the internet is still very much in its infancy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, we think of it as advanced and stuff because it's new, but um, particularly search itself, you know, you don't always get the answer as quickly or as specific of an answer as you would need. Um, yeah. You know, so that's still kind of a work in progress. And then the, the mental health stigma to a degree is, is still a work in progress, you know, and it's, I mean, our goal is to get it, um, you know, kind of on the same, kind of in the same category as everything else in healthcare. You know, I mean, kind of mm -hmm. what I was describing earlier about these people calling and essentially being auctioned off to the highest bidder. Mm -hmm. If that happened in any other, you know, healthcare category, people would be going crazy. Like if I'm yeah. my arm and, you know, tried to call an ambulance and they're like, well, let me give my insurance and we'll figure out which ambulance company will pay us the most money. You know, like people would be going crazy about that. And ironically, using that analogy, like with mental health or addiction, it's actually more dangerous than breaking your arm because like those people are typically, um, you know, again, they're like in a really bad spot at the time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's important that they get help because, you know, we, we also really like to put ourselves kind of in their shoes and think from their perspective, because at the end of the day, that's, um, you know, that's our user and that's, uh, that's who we need to focus on. Um, and they, not only are they kind of like, you know, in a bad spot and everything, but they're, they're typically at the end of the rope, you know, yeah. most of them know they can get help. Um, so when they do, it takes like an incredible amount of courage to pick up the phone and call. I mean, they're, they're essentially changing their entire life, committing to going to some other city and living there for three or six months or however long it might be. So um, it's a big step, you know, and when they do call, you don't need to auction them off to the highest bidder, you know, because mm. then they either won't get help, which is um, unfortunately happens a lot, or they do get help and they're like, well, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't the level of care they needed. It might not even been a real treatment center. Um, mm. You know, it's kind of, um, kind of the wild west a little bit with that on the internet. Um, and because of the mental health stigma, it doesn't really get the spotlight that other aspects of healthcare get. Um, so our goal is to really get that to the same level because, you know, with a lot of the substances that are out there today, um, people can overdose very quickly. Mm. So it's, um, you know, it, it's really kind of a delicate, um, you know, delicate subject, I guess. Um, and, you know, being allowed to uh, toy with them in that way is something, you know, we want to, we want to stop basically. So. Yeah. yeah, that's really what we're the most proud of um, overall, you know, because I do think we've made a difference in that and just at least trying to, to bring it to the spotlight, you know, I mean, where people smarter and more powerful than me, you know, can actually act change. But, um, you know, it's uh, I do think it's something that, that people need to be aware of um, because most likely at some point, somebody's going to know somebody that needs help in, in some way. Um, and, you know, I think it's good to be cognizant of that, but um you know, unfortunately, you know, the internet, just do your homework, I guess, before you go somewhere. Um, because it's, uh, you know, a lot of times people will place their trust in the search results, you know, yes. just that they're, uh, 
you know, gospel essentially, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, they can be, there's a lot of scams out there, I guess. So I would just, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's a delicate subject, but that's so good that, you know, you're passionate about what you do and, you know, clearly through results, you are enacting a lot of change and impact on many people's lives. I think that's amazing. What would you, on the flip side of that question, what would you say has been the number one thing that's been keeping your agency from leveling up in a new way? Hiring. Um, I, I mean, hiring and, you know, but I, I want to, I guess, clarify that the hiring is, is on us as owners. Um, you know, I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, had difficulty in some ways, um, you know, finding qualified people, but, you know, it was, it was really recently, you know, or I guess within the last year or two, you know, that we really kind of took a look at it and this is totally out of left field, but, um, I, I read a book by Jocko Willink. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's an ex Navy SEAL and does a podcast and all this stuff, but he wrote a book called extreme ownership and it's not like a literary masterpiece by any means. I, I really like it, but it something about the way he speaks and uh, explains things like really resonated with me. And the, the gist of it is, you know, take complete ownership of everything that happens in your life, but essentially, even if it's not your fault, mm. look at like, well, how did I leave an opening? Like what, you know, what can I do on my end to improve? Mm. Um, even if like in reality, didn't necessarily have anything to do with it. Um, mm. And I, I've kind of adopted that mindset to a degree in my personal life. Um, and right after reading the book, sure enough, you know, the hiring issue came up and, you know, I thought of it through kind of that lens, you know, I was like, well, what can we do on our end? Like, what are we, you know, we're, we're having trouble with this. We're having trouble scaling because, um, you know, we need to get people in the door and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of what can we do to improve and the process really helped that out. Um, you know, it really helped set expectations, um, you know, let people know exactly what they would be doing day to day instead of a more vague and all encompassing, um, description of, you know, digital marketing. So, that um that really helped us overall it's mm. you know it's it's tough with um digital marketing but i you know i'd assume it's tough in in any industry um yeah. especially at the beginning um kind of that that six to seven figure jump is in my opinion would probably be although i haven't hit any of the other jumps yet you know i, I would think it would probably be one of the most difficult because you run into an issue and that you at some point you have to gamble, you know, or like you have to take the jump because, you know, in an ideal situation, you would get new clients, get an, you know, increased revenue and then hire somebody and pay for them out of that kind of bucket of increased revenue. Hmm. But it doesn't always happen on that timeline. You know, a lot of times you, you have to take a risk and bring somebody in before you have the new revenue to cover them, you know, like in hopes that hmm. the increased, um, value you provide and you know the the better service will attract that revenue down the line so it's it's kind of always a gamble like that and then it makes it even tougher um you know if it's not a great fit or whatever the case may be you kind of go back to the drawing board so um you know really getting the right people around you is mm -hmm. um is a skill that uh you know i think we've come a long way with but we're still learning to a degree and you know i think that's probably 
probably similar um, in, in any industry, really. I think it's just a business thing. So Yeah, absolutely. Getting the right people around you. That's a really great point. You know, would you say that or do you have any like favorite agency scaling influencers or authors that have really shaped how you thought over the years that's really helped you on your journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at, at the very beginning, the Moz Beginner's Guide to SEO, um, you know, was really what I read uh, that got, you know, got me into it. I thought it was very thorough. I've, you know, always been um, an avid reader of Moz and a big fan of theirs. But, you know, when when anyone, we have clients or, or you know, I guess people that come to us a lot that it may not be the great greatest fit with what we do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we that's another thing we're proud of is, you know, we, we want to offer value and provide services that are going to help people. Um, if, you know, if we don't think what, what we, you know, offer would do would be the best fit, best fit for you or wouldn't really provide a return to justify the cost. Um, we tell them that, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of times, you know, clients come in and they have, they're not at a point yet where they really need to outsource marketing. Um, you know, they could do a few little things like create, you know, a small website, get a Google business kind of, and we'll tell them how to do it. You know, we'll just kind of walk them through it. Um, you know, we do that quite a bit. People walk in the office and do it. And, you know, that's always one of the first questions they ask, like, where do I get started? Mm-hmm. And the Moz Beginner's Guide to SEO, I think is a, is a fabulous resource. It's, it's always, um, it was great for me. The other one that I really like is an individual named Ryan Stewart. I watch his YouTube videos all the time. He has a great YouTube channel. Um, he is also an agency owner. And um, I think I think about three or four years ahead of me, sort mm-hmm. of. So I've been very fortunate because he, he speaks very well. Um, but he also, his mind works the same way mine does, kind of. And he's on almost the exact same career path, just three years in front of me. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been kind of neat to, you know, like watch him and follow. But he also mentions a lot of things that are very, very unique to running an agency specifically. You know, I, I think a lot of the principles could also, you know, be used in other aspects of business. But um, yeah. he's, he's been a great resource for me. If, if, you, um, if anyone watches his videos, you'll, you'll see what I mean. It's uh, very thorough and, you know, great just raw, candid information with no fluff, you know? Awesome. So it's, um, it's, it's really a good channel. That's good to hear. It's no fluff. <laughs> you yeah. know, I have really enjoyed this conversation just to transition. Do you have any further advice for other agency owners listening to this or, or your peers listening to this as well? Um, I mean, you know, overall with, um, you know, I mean, with, with agency owners, I mean, I, I do think, I think most in the industry are kind of working towards the same thing we are as far as, you know, seeing what they can automate, moving things over to, um, you know, con- converting things into processes as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that would, I'll just kind of piggyback off that for the agency piece of it. You know, I think that as an agency owner, that's something that has really simplified my life and, you know, allowed me to, um, you know, do things. I'm a father and a husband, mm-hmm. you know, I, Kind of other things. Um, so it, it really helps putting that in, um, you know, putting that into a process and having it, you know, be done in a much more efficient way. That's, that's just something that helps. 
it frees up time, you know, which for pretty much any agency owners, uh, a very, very valuable resource. Um, yes. For anyone looking to get into the, the industry, I actually had, ironically, had a conversation yesterday afternoon with um, someone that owns a restaurant, just dropped by, knew a little bit about digital marketing and everything, but um, you know, kind of had the same question, like, how do I get into it? Um, you know, I, I'm always going to recommend Moz, the Beginner's Guide to SEO. I think it's kind of the a good starting point, but for anyone looking to get into it, Focus on something very specific. Don't don't try to learn all aspects of digital marketing immediately. Like hone in on one particular thing. You know, if you're going to create TikTok content, do that. You know, if you're going to be a content writer, do that. If you're going to build backlinks, do that. Um, because the rest will happen naturally. You'll figure out the connections and how everything works together. But master one thing first mm. would probably be my best advice. That's great. Thank you so much for that advice. I've I've heard this very often, honestly, this week and also today, <laughs> that just focusing on one thing um, and just working out the kinks and things like that with what works or doesn't work. So thank you for that piece of advice for both of them. And then I also want to just transition to the end. How can people get in contact with you? Um, so uh, my email is just john at webconsoles.com um, or you can just uh, visit you know www.webconsoles.com um, you'll you'll find us that's one you know one benefit I guess of uh, being a digital marketing agency we do have a pretty strong SEO presence so hmm. Google us and and we'll be there awesome thank you so much for this conversation I really enjoyed it same thank you for having me I appreciate it